0: It's super easy. Just visit Serial Napper on your Spotify app and click the button at the top that says exclusive episodes for subscribers. Don't use Spotify for your listening? No problem. Just visit patreon.com slash Serial Napper to get your episodes ad-free and enjoy uninterrupted storytelling while you get your naps in. Mother's Day is almost here. Have you found that truly special sentimental gift for your mom yet? Don't worry, I got you. MyLifeInABook.com is a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Here's how it works. Every week, MyLifeInABook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions that you want to ask. And then, she can either type her response or use their voice-to-text feature And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges that she overcame. This book becomes a legacy, something you and your children can treasure forever. Your mom has given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I loved this idea so much that I've started my own My Life in a Book for my children to have. The thought of my son and daughter being able to learn about my life story as they grow into their own adulthood is truly special. It's been an enjoyable journey of self-reflection for me too, with questions like, which one event made the greatest impact on your life? It's brought back memories I didn't even know I had. I love it, and I know your mother will too. Hey everyone, my name is Nikki Young and this is Serial Napper, an international true crime podcast. I'm back with another true crime story to lull you to sleep or perhaps to give you nightmares. It has been 16 years since 14-year-old Andrew Gosden skipped school, withdrew all of his savings from his bank account, and purchased a one-way train ticket to London, never to be heard from again. The quiet, introverted young man typically enjoyed staying at home, playing his Xbox, so the sudden trip to the city was completely out of character. Over the years, there have been multiple reported sightings of Andrew, though none that have been confirmed. And just last year, two unnamed men were arrested in connection with the disappearance, though no charges have been laid. The disappearance of Andrew Gosden is still very much an act of investigation. Andrew would have turned 30 years old just last week. It's time to find out what happened to Andrew Gosden and to finally bring him home to his parents, who have been tortured with the not knowing for over a decade. So let's jump right in. Andrew Gosden was a 14-year-old boy from South Yorkshire, England at the time of his disappearance. He was born on July 10, 1993, to his parents Kevin and Glennis, and he grew up with an older sister named Charlotte, who he very much looked up to. They were a middle-class family, with Kevin and Glennis both working as speech therapists, and the family was described as tight-knit. Andrew, the baby of the family, was also incredibly intelligent, even getting accepted into the Young, Gifted, and Talented program at his school, which only included the top 5% of academic performers. He was naturally gifted, and his parents would say that he was a pleasure to be around. He is good company. He is witty. He he was just gentle and, and a pleasure to be around, really. While Andrew was very bright, he was equally as shy, quiet and introverted, particularly with people that he wasn't very familiar with. He had a few close friends, but he much preferred staying at home and playing on his Xbox rather than going out. He was most definitely described as a homebody who enjoyed his time away from school, listening to music and reading at his own leisure. One of the downsides of having such a high level of intelligence was that Andrew became bored very easily. While he completely excelled in school, was described as a mathematical genius, and never missed a single day, he didn't really enjoy being there. He would much rather be at home on his own time. In his early teens, he began to rebel a bit. He started listening to music that his parents didn't necessarily enjoy, bands like Slipknot and Marilyn Manson. He started wearing darker clothing, lots of black, and while his parents were avid churchgoers, Andrew was beginning to embrace atheism. Nothing to be concerned about, Andrew was just really finding himself, and it's basically a rite of passage to want to do the exact opposite of whatever it is your parents do, isn't it? Generally, though, Andrew just seemed like a typical happy 14-year-old boy. His parents don't believe that he was being bullied at school or that he was suffering from depression or any other kind of mental health crisis. There was nothing concerning or alarming, nothing that would alert his parents to what was about to happen in September of 2007. School had just restarted for the year. Andrew appeared to be happy with his classmates and his new teachers. Everything seemed fine. The night before the disappearance, the family spent time together playing games and doing puzzles and making crafts. It was a wholesome evening. The following morning was September 14th, 2007. The Gosden family had slept in a little bit, so they were running late to start their day. Andrew was described that morning as unusually irritable. He headed out the door before his parents. They assumed that he was going to go catch his bus. Then Kevin and Glennis headed out to work at their speech therapy practices. The couple arrived home after work at around 5pm that evening, and they just assumed that Andrew was already home from school, possibly in his bedroom playing Xbox as he typically did. It wasn't until they called him for tea that they realized he wasn't there. They didn't initially panic because they found his school uniform hanging off the back of a chair in his bedroom. They just thought that he had likely come home from school to change, and then maybe he went to a friend's house. Kevin and Glenys waited and waited, but when Andrew still had not returned home by 8 p.m. that evening, they began to call his friends and then his school to see what was going on. At that time, they would learn that Andrew was not at any of his friends' homes and he had never made it to school that day. Actually, the school had called the parents earlier to let them know that Andrew was absent. However, they had unfortunately dialed the wrong number, so the message never made it to Andrew's parents. Kevin and Glennis called the local police to report 14-year-old Andrew Gosden as missing. Andrew's disappearance was classified as a high-risk missing person because he was only 14 years old and because of the strange circumstances surrounding his disappearance. Through the investigation into Andrew's whereabouts, it would be learned that a family friend saw Andrew heading to the school bus stop at around 8 a.m. that morning. But Andrew passed by it and kept walking to an ATM machine where he withdrew all of the money in his bank account. He had just over £200 saved up, which he withdrew in its entirety. After that, he was captured on CCTV footage returning home where he would change out of his school uniform and then into his favorite t-shirt, a black shirt with the band name Slipknot on it. He packed a bag, which included the cash that he had just withdrawn, his portable PlayStation, and his house keys. He did not pack his PlayStation charger. Maybe he just forgot it. The fact that he brought his house keys is interesting because it implies he would need them to get back in his home. So was he planning to return home? Investigators were then able to track his movements even further that morning. At about 9.30am, Andrew is seen at the Doncaster train station purchasing a one-way ticket to London. A return ticket would have only cost him a little bit more, around £50 extra, which led investigators to believe that maybe he had no intention of returning home, at least not that day. In speaking with the ticket seller at the station, they confirmed that she told Andrew if he needed to get home, it would be much cheaper to get the return ticket, but Andrew refused. Then he boarded the train, arriving in London at around 11.20 a.m. He would be seen on the station's CCTV walking around wearing his Slipknot t-shirt, carrying his bag with him, and then exiting through the main entrance. This would be the final confirmed sighting of Andrew Gosden, though certainly not the last reported sighting. Actually, a witness said that they saw him at a pizza hut nearby later on that day. While this particular sighting hasn't been confirmed, both of his parents believe it to be a credible tip. Whatever had happened, it appeared that Andrew had very much planned the events of September 14th, saving up his money and then even waiting for his parents to go to work before he left town. Investigators now knew that at least he had made it to London. But it's like finding a needle in a haystack, finding a 14-year-old teenage boy in a city of over 8 billion people. They would get some help, though. My family is getting ready to make a big move across the ocean to a place where English isn't the spoken language. This isn't my first rodeo, so I'm making sure I'm fully prepared by learning the language ahead of time. Sure, I know I can use an app once I get there, but you'd be shocked by how much gets lost in translation. I want to talk like a local, which is why I'm excited to use Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn and has been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, and more. Rosetta Stone helps you to think in the language you're learning using an intuitive process that's designed for long-term retention. Their built-in true accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation so that you're easily understood by native speakers. They have convenient desktop and app options, so you can learn on the go. And they offer a lifetime membership that includes all 25 languages at an incredible value. And now you can save even more with 50% off. Don't put off learning that language, Sunnier, warmer days are almost here. Why not get a head start on looking and feeling your best this summer by trying something new like Factor's no-prep, no-mess meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes? Get a helping hand to meet your wellness goals with Factor's chef-crafted meals that include different nutritional options like calorie-smart, protein-plus, and keto. Healthy meal planning has never looked so good with Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals There have been at least 122 reported sightings of Andrew Gosden in the UK over the last 16 years since he's been missing. His parents have been active participants in the search for answers, helping to field leads and tips and investigate them themselves. Some of the sightings they've looked into include a message written on Andrew's missing persons poster that said that he had been seen sleeping in the area. And there was another sighting where a mother who was picking her kids up from school saw him walking in the park. And then there was a third where a woman actually said she believed she spoke to Andrew herself. She told him that he looked familiar, like a boy that she had seen on TV who was missing. And this person responded that it wasn't him. In 2008, A man went to the Leo Minister Police Station and he said on the intercom system that he had information related to Andrew's disappearance. Unfortunately, this man took off before anyone had an opportunity to get any information out of him. It could have been a real tip or again, I mean, it could have been someone just being a dick and joking around. In 2016, there was another interesting tip to come in. The family received information regarding a post that had been seen online by someone using the handle Andy Rue. A not well-known fact about Andrew is that his family would often call him by his nickname Rue. The user put up a post on this messaging board saying something to the effect of, My partner has just walked out and I need help. When the user who submitted this tip reached out to Andy Rue, They said they needed $200 for rent. The user offered to transfer them money and this Andy Rue user responded that he didn't have a bank account because he had left home when he was just 14 years old. So could this Andy Rue user really be Andrew Gosden? Police unfortunately weren't able to find any information to confirm who this Andy Rue person was. So it was just another dead end. All of these sightings have provided a little bit of hope, but unfortunately, none of them have been confirmed. Truthfully, we have no idea where Andrew went after leaving the train station. There are security cameras all around the city, but unfortunately, many of them were white. Too much time had passed, they had been recorded over, or sadly, they just weren't functioning on the day that Andrew went missing. We do know that his bank account has never been accessed since he withdrew the 200 pounds. In listening to so many of these missing teen cases, I'm sure you're probably thinking the same thing that I thought of right off the bat. Maybe he went to go meet someone online. Maybe he had been lured. Actually, there has never been any evidence that points towards that. The Gosden family didn't even have a computer at their house until just a month or so before Andrew went missing when his sister bought a laptop. Still, there's no indication that Andrew even used this laptop or the computers at school to do anything of the sort. He had never even signed up for an email address and he didn't have a cell phone. It's not to say that it's impossible for this to have happened, but according to his parents and investigators, it is highly unlikely. Another theory has been that Andrew snuck off to go to the city to see a concert. There were several bands playing in the city that evening, including a band called 30 Seconds to Mars, which would have been the type of music that Andrew liked, but we don't know if Andrew was really a fan of any of these bands. So did he just run away from home? He was a 14-year-old kid, and while he was incredibly kind, caring, super intelligent, he was also going through a bit of a rebellion at that point in his life. There is reason to believe that Andrew had every intention of coming home. He brought his PSP, his portable PSP, but he didn't bring the charger. He also brought his house keys, so he was wanting to be able to get back into his home at some point. All of these theories, they've all just been a lot of speculation. However, in December of 2021, there would be a huge break in the case. Two unnamed men, a 39-year-old and a 46-year-old man, were arrested in connection with Andrew's disappearance. One of the men was also arrested for suspicion of possessing inappropriate photos of children. Police seized several electronics from the pair and said that it could take six to 12 months to analyze. So for now, we continue waiting. No charges have been brought forward against either of these individuals, and they have since been released while the police continue to investigate their connection to Andrew's disappearance. While all of that is ongoing, Police haven't really released any other details in order to protect the integrity of the investigation. But these two arrests are highly encouraging. It means that they're getting close. Which is why we need to keep sharing Andrew's story and getting his face out there. Any information that could help find Andrew and to help investigators to build a strong case against anyone involved is needed now more than ever. Andrew Gosden would have been celebrating his 30th birthday just last week. Who knows? Perhaps he even did. If you're watching on YouTube, I'll have the age regression photos up. If you're listening to the audio version of Serial Napper, I'll have the images over on my social media page. It's important to take note that if he is still out there somewhere, he has grown quite a bit. He's now 30 years old from when he was a 14-year-old. Andrew also has a couple of unique identifiable features, including what's called a double ridge on his right ear. I've never seen anyone have this kind of ear before. He also wears strong prescription glasses, and he is deaf in his left ear. He struggles to hear out of that ear at all. If you're looking for more information about Andrew's disappearance and the ongoing investigation, or if you want to hear from his parents directly, which I highly recommend, you gotta visit the family's website. Help us to findandrew.weebly.com, and I'm also gonna have that link in my show notes. In particular, Andrew's father, Kevin, has been such an incredible advocate for his son— He has a blog on that site where you can read about his experience of having a missing child and the personal torture of just the not-knowing. As Andrew's 30th birthday just passed, his dad Kevin shared a personal message of grief that read, quote, Almost every day since he disappeared, I have struggled with crippling anxiety and depression to the extent that it is barely possible to function. No matter how many years pass by without him, those feelings never change and are often intensified by seemingly small things that would have not been a problem before he vanished. After all the searching, appealing, praying and hoping, we all still miss him intensely every day. It never seems to become easier. You kind of feel like, well, I've lost almost everything and every single day, feels like a battle. It is a daily struggle for me every morning just to feel like I want to be alive. You're just in a limbo the whole time. You know, I would I mean I would prefer to have a bag of bones that could be identified by DNA or something and and, and know that because then you know you would have some closure to it, um, however painful. There is also a message for Andrew written by his mom, his dad, and his big sister, Charlotte, in case he has a chance to read it. It says, quote, Dear Andrew, we have all missed you so much since the day you left. Not a day goes by that you are not in our minds constantly. You were always so witty, polite, caring, and intelligent that we desperately miss your company. The same is true of all your friends and the thousands of people who have prayed for you and helped us search for you. If you should ever read this, forget about any water under the bridge and please have no fear about making contact with us. We do not care where you have been or what lifestyle you choose for yourself. We only want to know that you are safe and well and to help and support you if we can. We remain as proud of you as we have always been and love you deeply. All our love, Dad, Mom, and Charlie. If you have any helpful information regarding Andrew, or if you would like to help the family in their search because they still do need the support, please visit their website, helpustofindandrew.weebly.com. That's it for me tonight. If you want to reach out, you can find me on Facebook at Serial Napper. You can also search for me on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check me out on Twitter at Serial underscore Napper, or I post things on TikTok, Serial Napper Nick, and that's all one word. If you're watching on YouTube, I would love if you can give me a thumbs up and subscribe for more true crime content. And if you're not watching on YouTube, hey, all my podcast episodes are over there on video format too, so go check it out. Until next time, sweet dreams, stay kind, especially in the comments. Bye.